Hello from the U.S. Center for Safe Sport and welcome to our first podcast episode of 2021. With the new year comes a new name for our podcast series, Champion in Every Corner. By joining us today, you are actively helping us build a safe, rewarding sports community that prioritizes athlete well-being. You'll hear from experts in the field with innovative ideas to keep you engaged in the game. Join the conversation by sharing your ideas for topics at content at safesport.org. One important note, information about or reasonable suspicion of child abuse, including child sexual abuse, must be immediately reported to law enforcement and the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, and individuals must comply with any other applicable state or federal laws. Today, we are excited to welcome Stephanie Zesch, Compliance Specialist, and Dan Mills, Assistant Director of Training at the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, to kick off our series of Minor Athlete Abuse Prevention Policies podcast episodes. Happy listening, and welcome, Stephanie and Dan. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Stephanie and Dan, thank you for joining us today. Before we dive into our conversation, can you please tell our listeners a little about yourself and the work you do? Steph, let's start with you. Yeah, so thank you so much for having us. Like you said, my name is Stephanie Zesh. I came to the center in 2018 as the administrative assistant, and then I moved into the role of compliance specialist about a year ago. I've worked everywhere from recreational and high school sports all the way to minor league baseball. And I really love being involved in making sports a safer place for athletes because it's been my safe space for as long as I can remember. Audit and compliance is divided into two teams. Our audit team is tasked with developing standards and procedures to conduct regular and random audits of all MGBs, PSOs, and the USOPC. The compliance development team was created to assist organizations in implementing the map by creating resources, conducting site visits, and providing guidelines and best practices. The team works really closely with NGBs, PSOs, and the USOPC as they work to be compliant with the map and other areas of compliance within the center. Thank you. And Dan, how about you? Sure. Thank you so much for having us here today, Vanessa. As you mentioned, my name is Dan Mills, and I am the Assistant Director of Training for the Center, where I've had the privilege of working for the last two years. Prior to the Center, I spent nine years working at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which is really where my professional calling was confirmed. See, once I began learning more and more about the various forms of abuse and how prevalent it was throughout our society, I knew I had to help fight it. Over a decade in, and there's still nothing else I could envision doing with my time on a daily basis. Now, I tend to get excited during these conversations because I'm passionate about my work and love when I get to speak to others about the awesome work my colleagues do on a daily basis. Now, when it comes to what work we do, education and awareness are the most critical components when creating safe and respectful sporting environments free of abuse and harassment. Our team of subject matter experts develops best practices, policies, trainings, and programs consistent with guidance from leading experts, national advocacy groups, and confidential service providers. The center is continuously building our repository of best practices, courses, and guides, as we know the landscape is ever-changing, and we strive to be agile so we can provide resources regarding emerging needs of our community. Great, thank you both. We are excited to speak with you today. So let's dive right into talking about the Minor Athlete Abuse Prevention Policies, or better known as MAP. Stephanie, can you talk a little bit about what the MAP is and the important role it plays in protecting athletes? Yeah, absolutely. So to give a brief overview of the MAP, 
It was created created as a set of proactive policies that NGBs, PSOs, the USOPC, and now LAOs with the 2022 map are required to implement throughout their organizations in order to prevent abuse. It consists of three major parts, an education and training policy, seven required prevention policies that are focused on limiting one-on-one interactions between adult participants and minor athletes, and recommended prevention policies. The required prevention policies speak to common interaction types within sport between adult participants and minor athletes, and they include the one-on-one interactions policy, meetings and training sessions, athletic training modalities, massages and rubdowns, locker rooms and changing areas, electronic communications, transportation and lodging policies. I'll also add that when learning about the map, there are two important definitions to understand in-program contact and regular contact. So the map applies to in-program contact or when an adult participant and a minor athlete are engaged in an activity related to sport. And I think that's really important to remember that activities connected to sport are not just practices or competitions, but can also include events such as banquets, fundraising, travel with a team, team meetings, and more. So in-program contact encompasses those different activities to be covered by the map. And then regular contact is ongoing interactions during a 12-month period where an adult participant is in a role of direct and active engagement with a minor athlete or athletes. So these two definitions within the 2022 map clearly define when the policies apply and to whom, as well as who is required to complete training. So with all of that said, the map works to reduce opportunities for abuse to occur. It gives guidelines for organizations and adult participants to limit one-on-one interactions, and it defines where those guidelines apply. By implementing these policies, organizations are working to create a safe environment and improve minor athlete safety. Steph, thank you for that great and important information. Dan, what is the main goal of these prevention policies? Plain and simple, the main goal is to prevent abuse from occurring in the first place. I mean, it's the reason the center exists. It's our mission statement that we make athlete well-being the centerpiece of sports culture. So as the center strives to make that culture change, new tools and resources are introduced, and the map is one of them. As Steph mentioned, these policies are proactive. So with them in place, we can minimize the opportunities for abuse to occur. These policies go above and beyond the criminal justice system and that the center believes behavior and actions can be inappropriate before they raise to the level of criminality. It is truly a community effort when it comes to abuse prevention. So when we have more and more people being able to identify red flags and risky environments quicker and quicker, intervention can occur before any misconduct takes place. And I'll just add to Dan's point that the policies within the map include good strategies for all adults to practice when interacting with youth in sport. But specifically, the map does apply to adult participants. And that includes adults that are members or license holders of NGBs, PSOs, LAOs, and the USOPC. And we'll abbreviate that to organizations. It also includes employees or board members of the organization within the governance or jurisdiction or authorized to have regular contact or authority over minor athletes by the organization. And then specific roles within that adult participant definition are required to take training. So when organizations are communicating these policies to their membership, it's really important that adult participants are aware of their responsibilities and they know that the map applies to them. 
So as we wrap up our conversation today, what final thoughts do you both have for our listeners as they begin to learn more about the map? Yeah, so in preparation for that January 1st, 2022 effective date, and just in learning more about the 2022 map, I would recommend checking out the great resources available to help organizations gain more understanding of the map and its application. The map manual specifically was created as a reference guide for questions that may arise when learning about and implementing the map. And this is a great starting place for organizations to find scenarios, definitions, and best practices for questions that they may have. The compliance development team has also created one pagers related to all seven required prevention policies, the education and training requirements, and in-program contact. These are all available to NGBs on the NGB services portal, and we'll also be releasing resources specific to LAOs in the future. <clears throat> you know, the compliance development team was really created to assist NGBs in this process of understanding and implementing the map. And so we'll be continually working to create resources as we work towards that effective date and beyond. And then finally, I would also recommend joining one of our upcoming webinars focused on specific areas of the map. Our next webinar will be in March, and you can find our previous webinars on the NGB services portal. And I do just want to thank all of you for your time and commitment in working towards a safe environment for athletes. Just to add on to Steph, I would say as you begin diving deeper into the map, please know that the center is here to support you in all facets of athlete safety. We've got new training initiatives that have been planned out with you in mind, and those will be launching in late spring. Additionally, new resources such as animated videos, audience-specific handouts, and this very podcast series will continue to be launched throughout the year. I just appreciate your attention today, and remember, education is a critical component of making change. So be sure to bring athlete safety in the map up during your next team meeting and discuss how you and your organizations need to do its part. The center offers a myriad of comprehensive resources to support you in your efforts to ensure everyone in your community knows where and how to access training, required policies, as well as what additional resources are at their disposal. Thank you for investing your time to make sports a better experience for your athletes. Dan and Stephanie, thank you both for joining us today to kick off our year of the map. In March, we will be releasing one-pagers for parents, coaches, volunteers, and other key players in the sport community. We also have upcoming training opportunities for you to attend a virtual training session on how the map applies to you. Register for a training and check out more resources on our website, uscenterforsafesport.org. For our listeners, stay tuned for future episodes. We will be featuring different guests throughout the year who will address map-specific questions for national governing bodies, local affiliate organizations, coaches, parents, and athletes. One final important note, if you know of or suspect abuse or misconduct, please report it anytime, anywhere, at our Report a Concern portal at uscenterforsafesport.org. If you have confidential or anonymous questions, contact the SafeSport Helpline at safesporthelpline.org. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time and visit our website to hear more episodes.